run FIFA tournament during the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And they invited me to participate. But I can't because I don't have a PS4. And all of them do. So oh, all the really? stories that you've heard about no PS4s in Brazil? Yeah. There you go. I don't I don't know that I've heard any stories about no PS4s. Is that the story? The stories that no PS4s have been sold in Brazil. Which is yeah, probably then, true then, because I'm buying them here. Talk about it. I'm uh I guess I'm just I'm just not that in the loop on my Brazil stuff, I suppose. Oh no, I think I think Kotaku tried to make a big deal about it because you know they like yeah. to predict the end of the world every week and give some people yeah. something else to panic for. Brazilians are buying PS4s. Yeah, so sure they are. What what do you even buy the PS4 for? Is there a FIFA on PS4 already? Of course. Oh, I didn't. I, <laughs> what I really a didn't know question. That. There's FIFA in systems that don't exist anymore. They don't make they don't make the PS2 anymore, but they make FIFA for it. I'm sorry that I asked that stupid question. Yeah, it was a stupid question. <laughs> you should be. Boy, I don't. I just feel like the dumbest. I feel like we <laughs> talk about this live on the podcast. We did. Yeah. Did we? Yes, yeah. that happened last week. It was last week. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it must not have been very interesting. <laughs> I just figured I would probably know if uh, if we had, but I guess not. This doesn't sound like something I remember. But hey, hey, welcome! This is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode thirty-five. I am uh, I'm your failure of a host, Jared. And uh, I have with me here Lucio. Yo. Yep, the the infamous Yo. And I also have with me uh, Jay. Hello. Yeah, very enthusiastic. Well done. So. Shot energy. so hey, now now I can tell you about what's going on out in the world. Okay. So uh, Sony has announced today that they are unfortunately going to have to be pushing the release of uh, their upcoming next-gen title, The Order 1886. Uh, they also, I believe, within the week since we since we last podcasted, they also released a, a gameplay video to to look at. And did either of you guys take a peek at that? I, I think I yeah, I took a look at it. So um, it looks pretty terrible. It <laughs> in the sense in the sense that it looks like a very uninteresting game. Um, well, it, it's just another cover shooter, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it basically looks like. Gears of War. Yeah, or uh, the other one. No one remembers it, that. It uh, looks very like kind of first gen. What was it? Revolution or restitution or something with an R? Revenge. There's so many. There's so many shooters with an R. Um, resistance. 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 That was the one. Is resistance cover based? I actually never played any of them. I don't think. I don't think resistance no, is cover based. It was before the cover based trend. But I'm just saying the gameplay reminds me of resistance. Yeah, and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I, I think it looks uh, really uninteresting, but but I will admit it's gorgeous. Like it's beautiful to look at. I mean, I think it's one of the first next gen things that actually look next gen. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Hey, and you know what? Maybe speaking of next gen things that don't look so next gen, Watch Dogs released today. Maybe well, you guys have heard of that. Don't we have more news? Well, no, no, no. So I, I was just thinking, I'll, I'll give some Watchdog impressions in, in a little bit, but I, I figure the fact that it launched at all is news because it's probably, I don't think it's the biggest, well, I don't know, would you say it's the biggest game of the year? Do you think that's an appropriate title? Uh, I don't know. I, I I think, I feel like Titanfall probably was bigger. You think so? Maybe. I think yeah, I feel like Titanfall is bigger. I mean, I think, I think Watch Dogs might be the most anticipated just because it kept getting pushed back. I, I think this will uh, I think this will sell better than Titanfall just simply by the benefit of being on every single console yeah. known known to man. I think this and game like sell pretty well. People like their open world, you know. It's uh, yep, big suckers for open world games. Uh, well, I mean, it's like a it, depending on what you do with it. It's a genre that it's not as easy to uh, get sick of as other genres like first person shooters and all that kind of stuff. So a little more to do with it, and you either do it well or you either suck at it. Yeah. So if you were looking forward to your next gen experience, uh, and if you were with the order, I, th- I think I failed to mention this, but that's being delayed back to February. So that was scheduled for this uh, last quarter of this year, but that's going back to February. If you were hoping to get that experience out of Watch Dogs, it looks like maybe that's not so much the case. I would say that for a game of this profile, that reviews are relatively lukewarm, and it's getting a lot of eights and stuff, but a lot of those are coming from the sites that would normally, you know, kind of be a softball anyway, like the the sites that just don't really, 
I don't know how to describe it, but the the ones that it's usually not hard to get a ten out of some can of these it, sites. It, see, I I I want to. Here's what I want to say about some of these sites and about some of the lukewarm reception. First of all, my understanding is that people are upset because it's another Ubisoft open world, and in saying that, it has a lot of the same uh, gameplay mechanics that you can expect to find in Assassin's Creed and uh, Far Cry. And I say, oh, that's fair enough. I still look forward to the game. I still want to play the game, you know, because it's in Chicago. And here's what I'm going to do when I play the game. When I, when I, when I start playing Watch Dogs, I'm just going to pretend I'm in an episode of Shameless. I thought you were going to go into a pizza place and yeah, demand that they give you a real well, New York pizza. I was going to say, Lucio, well, you you don't know, here, but there is no real New York pizza for him to eat. There's there's only deep dish abominations. Yeah, deep dish is an abomination, and you know I can't fault. <laughs> the game for that i had to bought all of chicago for it it's it's kind of delicious sometimes uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to start like a new york brawl or anything you know, you know what jay i'm gonna get a deep dish pizza and i'm gonna eat it with a knife and fork yeah uh, you as you your as you have to do if you go to uno's and try to pick up a oh, piece don't of the even pizza mention, don't even mention uno's to me please it's a joke. They actually, I, I didn't go to Uno's when I was out there because it was too crowded. So we walked across the street to Duo's, which was literally across the street and had like an identical menu. Even the sign looked the same, like the fonts and everything. So I don't know if there's a relation there. But So can you can you walk can you walk down the street in Watch Dogs in um, a lower class name in Southside? Can you go to the Southside in, in Watch Dogs, right? And uh, get mugged. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Well, I mean, you will definitely witness a mugging. I, I imagine. Uh, well, uh, that that seems pretty realistic to me. In my time playing, I already drove down a street, and I was like, "Uh oh, I should really turn around." <laughs> I mean, does not look like a safe place to okay, drive. Okay, you know, you know, you know, you know, this isn't the real Chicago, right? Yeah, you but, know that it's a video game, and that they can't they can't hurt you. I do. You can probably. There probably isn't a spawn rate similar to the one in Chicago in Watch Dogs just because it would be unfair to the player. I've <laughs> 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 almost went some enemies. I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll carry over to the game, but when I was in Chicago, we used uh, Garmin a lot in our in our rental car. And I swear to God, it would take us off the freeway and like drive us through just the seediest neighborhoods that it could find. <laughs> you know the ones where everyone is just hanging out in their yard and yep. nobody's inside because it's too hot to heat the house. And and then what it does is it curves you around and it puts you right back on the exact same freeway that you were on. <laughs> I, I, I had a friend. <laughs> I have a friend, um, an Asian girl who lives in, who grew up in Chicago, basically. And she grew up in a really nice part. But when she moved to New York, her big thing to brag about was that she would go to the more... Uh, run down neighborhoods and that no one ever messed with her. She would basically say, yeah, I would drive over to Southside or somewhere else in Chicago and get a pack of cigarettes and then drive back and I'm not dead. Oh, I don't, and- I don't think locals are bothered by it all that much. No, nobody seemed all that concerned about it while I was like, no problem. Yeah, we'll go. And, and I've noticed that people from Chicago, when you displace them and put them somewhere else, they're, they have a really low, tolerance for shit i guess like they're very no nonsense uh no no bullshit even more so than some of the new yorkers that i know no i think that's true well it's because you know new york was chicago in like the 90s and if you grew here in the 80s and 90s and it's like okay then you have something to talk about if you got here in 2000 and beyond you know whether you were born here after or you moved here after there's there ain't shit to talk about you know it's like you didn't grow up when New York was a fucked up place, but Chicago is still kind of a fucked up place. I mean, by the way, I have family in Chicago, so hi guys, if you're listening. It was. I guess, uh, I, I, guess I won't be coming to Thanksgiving. Well, here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want to ask about about um, did anyone actually read Polygon's review? Uh, no, because well, because I don't. I, I I try. I'm trying to read as little of the reviews as I can since I'm going and that's, to. And that's, and that's fair, and because I played it, I didn't really pay much attention, but I, I got some of the highlights that went on, and they're complaining about, I guess, the racial divide in Chicago and how minorities are treated a certain way and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm all for, like, equality and all that bullshit, too, but it seems a little bit of a sheltered viewpoint to say, oh, no, 
uh, the crime doesn't go on in Chicago and it's not committed by these certain peoples and all that kind of stuff. And it should be fair and happy and uh, and show white people committing crimes, too. And I'm like, you know, if you want to see white people committing crimes in Chicago, you go to Indiana. Then, then oh. <laughs> you go to Indiana, you go to Kentucky, but you also watch Showtime Shameless. You know, that's that's every Sunday night right on Showtime uh, with um, William H. Macy and Emma Rossum. That was my uh, boy. I can't wait. Can't wait to cash that Showtime check. (laughs) But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the real reason I'm mentioning this. I'm not, you know, say what you want about the equality and and the portrayal of people and all that kind of stuff. They named the article. They named the review (laughs) something very unfortunate. (laughs) I get I get why they named it what they named it. Right. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's just it's unfo- it's unfortunate. I don't think that the title is unfortunate. I think it's unfortunate that a popular '50s term for a spy just also happens to be a popular uh, older term for. But see, <laughs> well, it's it's unfortunate because of what they 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 talk about in the actual article. Because they say, okay, here's the quote from the article. It says black characters fall into two camps: the aforementioned victims, or just as maddeningly criminals and then it says but watchdogs portray what was chicago's racial divide scenes potentially tone deaf and now <laughs> for anyone who hasn't read the review uh the watchdogs review is named spook country <laughs> spook country you know so uh, uh it's st- they haven't changed it either I-, I don't even think they've addressed it nor nor do i think they probably will and if they they're going to address it by this point they would have but as it is a very unfortunate title and it's you know, for someone who supposedly cares about all this nonsense, like, first of all, he's calling out a city where it's unfortunately true. And I think you can, you know, break down the economic variables and racial variables and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think you can break it down and talk about why that's unfair. And again, this is like I talked about last week, where if you want to bitch about a video game, go ahead and change the actual city. And I think, you know, there's a bunch of kind of economics and all this social stuff behind it that we should be looking at. It's so that, you know, minorities are indeed less the victims and uh, less kind of committing these crimes and that they are less kind of policed and and uh, and killed and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's a very serious issue. Um, And I think what happens with the media is the media tends to portray how that place is coming off to them. So watchdogs is more kind of a portrayal of something that people are looking at and that's going on. But in terms of this article, this guy's like, Oh, social justice, et cetera. You know, Chicago isn't like this at all. It's where Larry Bird and, and uh, you know, Michael Jordan were best friends. So clearly, you know, et cetera, whatever his bullshit was. And then he names it spook, spook country. You know, <laughs> he goes on this <laughs> tirade and then he names the article uh, racist slur. You know, that could that. Yeah, it has two meanings. It means it could be it could mean a, a spy or whatever, but it has the other meaning uh, it's supposed to be a derogatory term for an African-American. And he's talking about all the African-Americans portrayed yeah. in watchdogs. The problem is that if they name, let, let's say that Ubisoft comes up with a watchdog DLC called Spook Country, <laughs> you know, you know, that Polygon would have jumped on that shit and gone right for the jugular. Yeah, they would have just and, told them and that's that's why Watch Dogs uses a lot of new terms for spies. It doesn't rely on <laughs> 1950s terms. That's another thing is like I'm gonna admit I didn't know that Spook had the uh, the racist meaning until Jay told me a little earlier today. And um, but I still use the term because I'm not 60. Well, that's okay. And you're you're not from here. If it was a ghost game, would you be as bothered by it? <laughs> now it's starting to sound like a South Park joke. <laughs> Although. I guess if it was a ghost game, there wouldn't be, uh, you know, the same complaints about black people. I guess because ghosts are uh, racially blind, right? There's no, well, I mean, there's I no black call... ghosts and white. Every ghost is white. <laughs> I think you can. I think you could call Luigi's <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Spook Country, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like, <laughs> so uh, murdered soul suspect should be coming out pretty soon. I think I want to say next month, and that's the game where you're killed. And then as a ghost, you have to solve your own murder. I think that's a game where uh, Spook Alley or whatever is a great title for it. <laughs> Spook Alley, okay. Or what, I forgot what he said. Spook Spook Country, that's right. Well, it's, this one's Spook Country. Spook, Spook Alley is very, uh, that's another one that's bad. <laughs> you shouldn't mention. Keep, you, keep I, your head I, down, Chet. We're in Spook Country. So, I mean, the point is, long story short, is you can't complain about 
racial issues. And then name it something like Spook Country. That's, like, ridiculous. Well, it's it's kind of a nitpicky complaint, right? It's like, the only black people in this game are victims or criminals. Like, there's no winning because they're going to have to be one or the other. I guess, I guess the only way to satisfy that is to make the black people just innocent bystanders who are never victims nor criminals. But then, well, but then, but then they but are just objects with no agency, and that's racist. Sure. Well, then that's, that's, that's Assassin's Creed. That's <laughs> what the last two Assassin's Creed games were. There you go. That was uh, Black Flag and uh, Freedom Cry. I'd like to remind everyone that I am African American. <laughs> yeah, we should probably go ahead and clarify that, that real quick. That, that I we, should, we should put a picture of Jay on the. <laughs> I, I, I see you up. getting that email ready, and hey, hey, we get a pass. <laughs> I that I grew up in a civil rights household <laughs> in the middle of Harlem, which I will not call a spook country, where he still lives to this day. To this day. So, yeah, anyway, Watch Dogs has released. Yeah, you guys heard of that. Uh, Watch Dogs released, and it, it has been met with, like I said, kind of lukewarm responses, uh, perhaps for for its social ineptitude, uh, or more importantly, just because it seems to be a, a rather underwhelming release. Uh, and so beyond that, there are also numerous videos uh, showing the graphical issues that the game has, it sounds like it runs pretty smooth on PC, but it certainly doesn't look like anything that's been demoed to us. It, pretty much all the times that it's been demoed, it's not like a, it's not like you know one time it was inaccurate. It, it, it seems like most of the tech demos that they've shown for it haven't actually reflected what's come around, and and I don't think that's a big deal. I was able to brush that off pretty easily with Dark Souls too, but this is a game that has really been kind of revered as the champion of the next gen consoles and just that era. I don't really see how you could even say that given that it's split gen across the original consoles too, but nonetheless, people have championed it as the, you know, the true first next gen title. And I think people today are now seeing that that's probably not the case. That's, that's not I, quite what it is. I still think it's going to be the one that everyone keeps ignoring and that's uh, evil within. Well, That's like, that was actually, it's funny that you say that because that was going to be my next little piece of news. Uh, yeah. the Evil Within got delayed today as well. Uh, so. Oh, I didn't know it got delayed. I know people were, I know people were actually invited to an event that we weren't invited to. And that really hurts my feelings. Those dicks. Um, but people were invited to an event to see the gameplay for Evil Within. So Bethesda announced that the game is being pushed back from its August release date to oh, a... Man. October 21st so not not too far game and that's actually I mean that's a, a probably a more fitting month to release your horror game anyway so yeah it's a great month for horror I would say I don't know I, I think I've seen my better horror during uh the summer now perhaps Maybe. perhaps more eye-raisingly we have the also the first information regarding pre-order bonuses because those are important we got to get those right out the gates like so you need I want to know, know first of all if I go to Best Buy, yes, right, yes, does that entitle me to the red tweed jacket? And then if I go to GameStop, do I get the blue tweed jacket? They don't seem to be doing anything like that. At no, least not. Okay. They're, they're not. They're not pulling oh, like sucks. an Ubisoft or anything like that. But oh, but there is the there are some pre order bonuses and and like most games, I'm sure that if you just pick it up on day one retail, you'll get these bonuses even if you didn't pre order it. But the game comes with the Fighting Chance Pack. Would you like to know what's in the pack? Yeah, tell me what's in the Fighting Chance Pack. The pack will include... Now, hold on to your pants here. I'm an, holding on to them. An additional med kit. Uh, no way! A whole one? Yep, an additional oh. med kit. Uh, as well as green gel, which you can use to upgrade your abilities. Uh, okay. The pack will also feature a double barrel shotgun with three shells. Very specific. Double barrel shotgun. Why not four? Why not give you a second full reload? Why would you? <laughs> why would you give you one and a half full clips? Well, well, before before we go too far down cynical lane, I I'm very curious as to what uh, Evil Within's gameplay is going to be like because back in the day with survival horror, this shit actually mattered a lot. Oh I remember. God. I'll tell you what I, it's going to be like. All right, it's Resident Evil Four, the game two. 
<laughs> I, I know that I know that I know that's what everyone says right now and everyone fears that it'll be. But Resident Evil 4 was a good game. I was gonna say that's yeah. not a that's not a fear. A scarier yeah. Resident Evil 4 is a perfectly acceptable anything. Like that's but, fine. You know, back with Silent Hill the Room, I remember playing that game and they were just throwing shit at me left and right, like health packs and holy candles and ammo and all this shit. I'm like, oh man, this is this is a survival horror game and they're giving me all this shit. How am I supposed to be scared? And then you get to the second half of the room and, um, you know, you figure out what the trick is. The trick is the second half of the game doesn't give you anything. So mm. your resources start to run out quickly. And, you know, that that one extra holy candle is the difference between you having a very nice, pleasant run and a very difficult run. So if it's closer to the much older survival horror games, then, it, then it's good. It's so not. I, then... I can acknowledge that ammo conservation is important to good survival horror but i just think it's weird they're going to give you three shells for your shotgun that loads two if they were giving you two shells okay if they were giving you four shells all right why are they giving you three yeah you can't even fully load the gun a second time it's silly (laughs) Right. Um, I didn't even even tell you what else you're getting. So you're getting a shotgun with three shells. You are getting two special bolts. The incendiary agony bolt, which will douse nearby enemies with fire, and a poison agony bolt, which draws enemies towards it and then poisons them. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's what we know about it. So push back to August, and if you pre-order it, you're going to get bolts. So... I, I got in about uh, an hour, a little bit less than an hour, of Watch Dogs gameplay in today. And, and obviously, as per with most AAA titles, we're coming a little late to the party. So the review embargo broke. We know what most people think about it. I've tried to steer clear of it just to keep things kind of clear for myself while I review it. But I can tell you that I already don't really have a great impression of this game. And so I'm trying very, very hard not to be biased. I'm just so tired of a lot of the stuff that I'm already doing. Like the the very first mission that the game puts you through has you uh, having to run away from the police. And I just, I hate, I hate, hate, hate that dangling open world mission go-to where it's like, okay, I need to eat up more of your time. So lose the police now. You you finish yeah. the you finish the mission, and so now I'm going to give you three stars, and you need to lose the police. And it took me not a long time, but longer than I would have liked. They're they're pretty good at pursuing you, even when you trip the uh, street lights to cause wrecks behind you and stuff like that. I I would have I don't know. I just it, it it already put me in kind of a sour mood where it's like, great, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next twenty hours. Something that I thought was odd. I didn't know this from all the promotional material. I guess I haven't been paying very close attention. Uh, so you play as Aiden Pierce, the uh, renowned hacker. Not renowned, but a hacker. And you're mad because these people have come and attacked your family and specifically killed a little girl related to you. And I had always presumed from like the trailers and the marketing material that it was your daughter, but it's actually your niece. Uh, in true hacker fashion, you are not married, no no prospects, there's no like dead family in your past or anything like that. Um, you just have a sister and her child. And like, I'm, I'm on the second mission of the game now, which is, I, I don't actually know if this is the mission, but I believe I'm going to go to the child's birthday. I'll, All right. re- I'll report so you. So you're like a really that. lame Max Payne. that the complaint? Well, I guess the complaint is just that the story, by its nature, has kind of separated you from the conflict a little bit. And I'm not saying that it's no big deal when your niece dies, but I'm saying that it loses a lot of the impact that it could have if it was. I guess maybe I I don't like I don't, be, I don't like being an uncle. I I don't. I can just I can justify it from a writing perspective because I've actually written the on or uncle before that doesn't really have their own family, so they care about, you know, their niece or nephew much more. I know I have friends like that. What kind of a monster are you? I, I'm sorry to your friends, I guess. I just feel like when a little boy gets really excited because his uncle is coming over, it's just, it's got a creepy undertone to it. I don't like it. What uh, is wrong with you? Yeah, that's maybe your weird family. Yeah, well. It's <laughs> yeah, maybe a white thing. Sorry, I guess white people just don't like uncles as much no, as... No, no, I, I know white people too. 
<laughs> well, either way, I feel like the character is disassociated a little bit. A little All bit. Right. I just barely started. I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is as personal as he makes it out to be. But it, I, I, I don't know. It's it's almost like oh, he's a hacker. He he wouldn't have had a family. <laughs> in true in true hacker form. <laughs> He only he only understands bits and bytes and zeros and ones. How can he how can he love a woman? How can, how can he know how to use Linux and love a woman? Everybody knows that's impossible. He can't. That's the answer. You can partition a hard drive with a broken heart. So anyway, in my first mission, I hid from the police, uh, and it's it. The first mission is very very. You know, because it's going to have some tutorial overtones to it. Well, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the thing I wanted to ask because from a lot of the gameplay videos, it seems like when uh, the police are on your case, you can start doing things to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I know with Ubisoft games, they take forever with their tutorials, and they have you do like the most simplistic, mundane things until you're like one third through the game, and then they let you do everything. Uh, Far Cry Three was that way. Black Flag was that way. Assassin's Creed Three was that way. I wish that they would have in the in the tutorial. Even I wish they would have started giving some allusions to choice because there's pretty much the tutorial. Pretty much just goes like, "There's a guard you need to get past. Oh, use this screamer. Uh, you know, use this little device that will attract the guard over to it." There's. It would have been nice if they'd thrown us like two things. Like, hey, you got to get past this guard. You can either cut the power in the room or you can use this little. Uh, device to distract him I, I don't know it's, stuff like that goes a long way with me like e- even just little stuff like in the Skyrim tutorial where you pick the dude that you follow uh, it, it makes it feel mm-hmm. a little bit more fresh and a little bit less restricted than it is as it stands so I- right now this is just like a very guided mission and it, it's literally like to the point where it's like stand here now stand here when you hack into the cameras they're all in a row you can't miss one or move around that much I think what I need to see for myself is how differently they do things because I think when you walk into an open world game there are just some things you're going to have to accept about it and I'm not quite sure what people were expecting from Watch Dogs right? like the hacking stuff definitely looked like a unique angle but it's the same way that the uh, electricity powers are a unique angle to Infamous or uh, becoming basically Neo from the Matrix is a unique angle for Saints Row everyone just kind of has their own angle that they go for, for from and I guess as long as it doesn't end up being GTA 4, I'll be happy with it. That, that looks it looks pretty GTA. I, I totally haven't played nearly enough of it to be like, oh, this sucks. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm absolutely positive, no matter what happens, that this is not the game that everybody expected it to be. Well, and, and that's and what I, that's that's, what I want to know. I think, I think part of the problem is that they oversold it so much. They, they did, yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of the stuff that they were describing and a lot of the features and aspects, you know, as they're describing it, I'm like, yeah, you're not going to pull that off. <laughs> like, you know you know who it reminds, what it reminds me of? Go. You know what it reminds me of. What Fable. It? Yeah, it, it has a very fable vibe to it, where they just really, really sold you on how you know, incredibly deep this is, and it really doesn't look that deep. Uh, and, and Now, unlike Fable, it looks like a decent game. But now, a lot of people are surprised by that, but like I said, I, I've been expecting that from the get-go. I had a feeling that As soon as I the, said multi-platform release, you knew I was going to. A lot of the promises that they were making yeah. did not sound like we're probably going to go the way that they thought they were, and that mm-hmm. that seems to be right. So... It, uh, there's still plenty of time for it to change my mind, but I I can almost without certainty say it's it's probably not what you were told it would be, at least maybe not originally. If you still want that high-definition Chicago experience and you're not getting it in Watch Dogs, then you should turn on Showtime watch Shameless. <laughs> oh, God. Season, season five will be this fall. Are you meeting somebody from uh, Showtime when you go to LA? I don't know, but I have to be prepared. <laughs> hey, I talked about you on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, you, job. now you have to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Showtime representatives, Jay is a really hardworking employee, and I think that you should definitely scoop him up if you can look past his crippling racist overtones. <laughs> He's got it's some, showtime, so I don't think they'll mind. He's got some 
big issues with Pacific Islanders specifically. <laughs> so as long as you keep him away from writing a show, you know, based in that region, I think you're probably okay. So aside from Watch Dogs, I also spent a lot more time with the new Wolfenstein uh, game on, on the PlayStation. And let me just take a second here to, to vent a tiny bit on the side of both of the games. Why does it take so goddamn long to start playing a video game nowadays? Like, <laughs> I, It's because you're stupid and you need all the controls explained to you in great detail. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that the game opens slow. I mean, from the time that I unwrap the game and put it in my PlayStation, it feels like it takes fucking forever before i can launch it so first i have to wait for the disc to install and then if i want network features i have to wait for the day one patch that inevitably exists to download and then i have to redeem all the codes that came in the case so that i make sure i don't miss my 60 extra minutes of gameplay and oh like i just i just want to play it i want to go back to some n64 times where i just pop the cartridge in and i start it up and it's like here we go we're playing the game now it's a Watch Dogs was only a 90 meg day one patch, so that's not too bad. Wolfenstein was four and a half gigs. Yeah, you talk, yeah I remember you saying that. Four yeah. and a half gigs. And place, PSN. PSN is, it is literally the slowest thing in the world. And I, like, glaciers are speeding around up there compared to PlayStation uh, Network. And it's not just on my PS4, it's on the Vita too. I downloaded Persona 4. It took an entire day. It's a three gig game, and it seriously took almost eight hours for me to yeah, download. You, you said this on the last podcast too. Do you even remember the last podcast? Yeah, I do. But I'm mad again because in that <laughs> in the time since then, not only has Persona Four sucked to download, but now also on top of it, Wolfenstein has sucked to download. So I didn't even play Wolfenstein the first day I got it because by the time I got it, it was you know seven o'clock when I got home from work and. I, I boot it up and it's like, let, let me download this four gig patch. You don't mind, do you? And it doesn't finish until midnight. And it's like, well, I'm just going to go to sleep. Uh, but once you actually get into the game, it's a game. <laughs> Does it have buttons? It's There are a lot of things that I feel like they did because they wanted it to feel retro. But there are a lot of reasons. Aww. There are a lot of reasons why retro things aren't around anymore. Uh, well, it depends on how it's handled. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. So, first of all, tell me if you guys think of first-person shooters like this. Old first-person shooters, like the original Wolfenstein, the original Doom, uh, Dark Forces, anything that ran on those engines, those old first-person shooters, the th- one thing that I always identify with them is they drop you into a map, and then they just let you wander the map and get yeah, get right. lost and try and find the exit. Or you well, know, I played, I, I played a ton of... Um, old first-person shooters recently because of uh, what was its face? Um, Shadow Warrior. So I played the original Shadow Warrior again, and then I played all the Redneck Rampages. So, so. they're very. The levels are very windy and kind yeah. of kind of confusing to navigate. But you have you have a lot of freedom in them, right? Like you can yeah. you can really move around them freely and kind of go wherever, do yeah. whatever. That's not how this game feels at all. But they've taken away. The game has waypoints like to show you that you need to talk to this person or click this thing, but they're very, very small and they don't appear until you're relatively close to the object in question. And so any other time you're relying on this map that you access with the down button on the D-pad and there's something about it that's really kind of unintuitive it feels like like i'm i'm getting to read a map and navigate but the levels aren't open like that old school feeling that you had where you could be in a completely different part of the level or there were like these giant loops that you'd go through this is still very much like a single corridor shooter go down this path kind of thing (laughs) except they took away my waypoints and gave me a map and it's not quite the the change that I would have liked to see. So what's the point? I don't know. Now the game does the, the game also so to give you an idea of like other old school trappings that it's got, uh, they got rid of restorable health. So it's a first person shooter that has you know a health bar that that doesn't recover. And I actually like that. That's I, not necessarily bad. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's actually one of the things that they did that's that's kind of cool. And picking up med kits and stuff like that and. You know, you can get into some pretty nasty situations by having low health and getting to a checkpoint and stuff like that. So I like that. That's that's pretty cool. 
but at the same time, so you have to push square. I'm playing this on PlayStation 4. You have to push square to pick up the med kits. You also have to push a button to pick up all ammunition. And so, mm. eh, like, uh, yeah, I know, I know that that's. Mm. I don't even think that's retro because I, I feel that's, like that's actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that is retro. In at the old, all. in the old id games, you you just automatically pick stuff up. Yeah, you just pick shit up. So how did we lose that's... that feature all of a sudden? Now I have I have had a lot of ammunition problems in the sense of like running out and having to use other guns, and that was something that I always felt like uh, Halo did really well, where they would give you you know just enough that you were using your weapons pretty regularly but at the same time they were always forcing you to cycle through and and try different ones and pick up different stuff you know there's a big emphasis on all right the 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 gun that you start a level with is not the gun that you're going to finish a level with and i thought that was really cool uh wolfenstein maybe kind of puts off that vibe too where by making ammo more scarce or more effort to collect you wind up maybe using weapons that you wouldn't have used before uh it does, uh, much like its old school trappings, it does let you carry all of your weapons in uh, in one single inventory, so you're not just stuck to two guns or anything like that. And also on top of it, this isn't really old school, but this is just something that I, I've enjoyed about it, uh, everything, and I do mean everything, that I have found so far is dual wieldable. Nice. Oh, that's kind of cool. So every single yeah. gun that I have obtained uh, to this point has I've been able to pick up two and run. Actually, I, I maybe take that back for, I think, the double-barreled shotgun. I've, I haven't ever found more than one. Everything else is, is dual-wielding, including an auto shotgun that just mows through people. <laughs> I just can't wait until you get something like a grenade launcher. I'm pretty sure that by the end of this game, I'm going to have a grenade launcher. That it better can, be dual-wieldable. I'm pretty sure it will be. That seems to be very much the route they're going. And so that's pretty cool. You mow through guys really easily with those. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. And I thought when I picked this game up that I was going to try going a stealth route because they seem to indicate that was a really big option in the trailer. But I have pretty much wound up going the exact opposite, which is just whipping out two guns at all times and just mowing through everything. Uh, the game lets you aim down the sights if you have just a single gun out. But... It hasn't really helped me in any way because if I aim down the sights, I have to like look for these tiny enemies that blend into the background. But if I just dual wield and use the reticle that it gives me, it <laughs> it just turns red when it hovers over an enemy, so I know to shoot at that point. I've, I I don't enough. I don't know if it's just a problem that I'm that I'm having. Maybe I'm just old or something, but I have a lot of trouble. Seeing people in first-person shooters now, it feels like everybody in Wolfenstein's very far away, and they're they're just like tiny little dots. And it's much easier for me to just aim and wait until my thing turns red and then shoot them than it is to go down my sights and track them down that way. And maybe that's just because I'm playing on a TV instead of a monitor, uh, and you know, sitting really close to the screen or something like that. Um, the stealth is pretty bad. So you can hide from people and and you have a lean button to lean up and down and and out from corners and stuff like that. And enemies can still see you when when you lean out. They'll see your head and they'll say something. They'll be like, huh? Uh, But they never actually come over to like investigate. They just (laughs) they just keep walking their normal paths. Hello, random head. Uh, There are these weird. So the, the, the big problem that I have is aside from the lean, there's really pretty much nothing to help you discern where enemies are and so i've run into a lot of situations where i was trying to do a level stealthy but you know i go around a corner and there's a guy who just happens to be facing me and spots me and then uh, that's it for the most part from at that point everyone knows where you are so Hmm. my stealth gets broken relatively easily there are these weird parts of the game where it's mandatory stealth kind of uh, um and the guys the guys walk around that they, they to to keep you from getting guns they'll fill the area with enemies who have just like billy clubs and <laughs> and they don't have <laughs> they don't have guns for you to pick up and these levels are weird because if you if you just ignore the game and don't go the stealth route these guards still walk no matter what so they they never move any faster than just like a leisurely pace and so 
if you're if you charge into a room and you stab somebody to death and there's a second guard in the room, he is just gonna very casually, just as slow as he can, just meander up to you and then he'll start smacking you while you stab him repeatedly with your knife. And it just looks really odd, especially when you chain up like three of them at once. It's it's very strange. It's like these Nazis just slowly walking over to you and then like getting in line to attack you. And you grapple with the first one and stab him three times and he falls down. And then you grapple with the next one and you stab him three times and he falls down. And you, you, know, you just repeat say, that forever. Say what you want about the Germans, but they are very organized. They are. They're, they're not wasting... Uh, you know, any effort at all. <laughs> There's always a clean, orderly queue uh, exactly. waiting for you. So, Form up. So I didn't. I haven't really enjoyed the stealth. I was hoping that I would a little more, but it, it hasn't worked out for me. The game does have a perk system that I'm quite fond of. So you can level up, basically, and get kind of these skills. It's not a huge tree. There's maybe only like maybe it's less than 20 for sure, 20 perks that you can get. And these perks are unlocked by basically performing similar acts related to them in the game. So if you like to go stealth, then after you get a certain number of stealth kills, the game will unlock a stealth perk for you. Uh, If you have a tendency to dual wield, then after you get a certain number of dual wield kills, then the game will unlock, you know, some new dual wielding abilities and that kind of stuff, basically. So I've enjoyed that quite a bit. I think that system's really cool because it, it kind of serves to challenge me to play the game differently. Like I'll open it up and see what perks I haven't unlocked yet. And I'll try playing the game to unlock those things, maybe in ways where I would not have played it that way before. If that makes sense. So I really like that system, but it's very, very light and it's very, very small. Mm. Uh, The other thing that I don't really like is the game has these, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of them, but the game has like these hub missions. So you, you find a, you find a hideout and you go to this hideout in between your regular missions every time. And I just encountered a side mission. Just to give you an example, I encountered a side mission where this, uh, you, you basically are sharing this, this bunker with Sloth from the Goonies. He's one of the people who's there. That's the best. I think his name's Max. And Max, Max winds up losing all of his toys. And so you have this potential side quest to go and find all of Max's toys and return them to him. And as I mentioned before, there's not really waypoints or anything like that. And actually, the game didn't even really put any markers on my map. I just had to wander around and find the toys. And it took me forever. But I didn't want to miss this this mission, so I went and I grabbed them all. And I turned them in. And what do I unlock? I unlock a character profile for Max, where I can read more about him in the game's index. Congratulations. What an exciting feature. That's just what I wanted for that enormous pain in the ass. It's not like, oh, hey, here's a rocket launcher. It's like, hey, here's do some reading. So anyway, those those would probably be my high level complaints about Wolfenstein. I think the game itself is actually surprisingly fun, more so than than I was expecting it to be. As a matter of fact, I, I would say at the moment, if I got to choose which I was going to spend more time with, Wolfenstein or Watchdogs, I would probably go back to Wolfenstein as, well, as it stands I just, right now. I just watched the Watchdogs video and I didn't know that there was a spider tank. Um, I didn't know that either. Tank. That actually sounds like something that should be in <laughs> Wolfenstein. Uh, oh, the yeah. spider tank looks pretty fucking cool. Is that a spider tank? Uh, it's a spider tank. You, you take the spider tank and you just kind of walk around up and down buildings and jump from building to building and crush cars. And it looks really fucking fun. And you so know, that's a selling point. Why the fuck didn't they show that in the trailers? I don't know, but it's right here. I'm looking at the video right now. Spider tank. I mean, I believe you. It's just like, <laughs> why would you not tell me you have a spider tank in your game? There, uh, are, there are no spider tanks in Wolfenstein. I, I just looked it up. Is there well, a Mega Hitler? The, I've already fought several robots. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this about the game. It happens pretty much in the intro, so I won't count it as a spoiler, really. Um, the game takes place in the 60s, actually. It's an alternate timeline where where Germany won the World War and oh, okay. and sent several atom bombs to America. Uh, and so... Oh, so much for those guys. 
so it's kind of weird like there's flying robots and you know they the the tech is much more advanced than what would actually have been available in the 60s okay so so anyway what's new with you guys so yeah i mean (laughs) i don't think now so i would go out and buy watch dogs tomorrow if i didn't have to fund a trip to los angeles where i could meet shinola hampton and steve howie from shameless showtime to show for god's sake so um Speaking of shows, Speaking have, of you shows. Guys, have you guys ever wondered what it would be like to play as Daenerys Targaryen if she was also Kratos? Uh, that's what I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> I, I yep. have been wondering Wait. that a little bit. What the, hell is, that... what the hell is that? I don't even know what you're describing. <laughs> what are you playing? Drakengard 3. Oh, yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot that was a thing. <laughs> so you play as... Uh, you play a Zero who is an intoner, which I guess is like some kind of super super being. I don't I didn't even explain it. I haven't really cared enough to look it up. But uh, she's basically in a quest to kill her sisters for reasons, which aren't really explained. So you just go in and you start killing everybody. Um, and you have a huge dragon called Michael. And so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Your dragon yes, is Michael. just named Michael? Michael. Is that a Steve or Pete? <laughs> no, no, just Michael. Okay. Uh, of course. Sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> and uh, so, so, you know, the, in the tutorial, you fight your four sisters. And, of course, you lose. Losing your arm and your eye in the process. And getting Michael killed. Ah. So, you know, you have Zero, who is, you know, this regular anime chick with like now a metal arm and uh you know she's dressed in this uh skimpy gown and you know she's all edge like you know she wants to kill everybody she curses and they pair up with this baby dragon who is like the most innocent and sweet (laughs) guy ever so somehow when michael died he became reincarnated into another dragon called mikhail so you know you see what they did there oh so his name isn't michael his name is now mikhail Right, and he's a baby dragon, so he's all innocent. And... and so he was just like an accountant or something, and then he died and became a dragon. No, he's still, he was always a dragon. Oh, so what but What was he before? I thought you said he died and became a dragon. What was he before he no, died? He, Mikael, Michael died and became Mikael, so like he got reincarnated into like a baby dragon. Yeah, so what was oh. Michael before he died? A dragon. So he was a dragon. <laughs> He was a dragon and he became a baby dragon. He was a, he was a, he was a dragon, not... he died, and then he was reborn as a baby dragon. <laughs> so hard to follow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me, tell oh, me I mean, more. <laughs> so the first time you meet Mikhail, Zero screams at him, and he pits himself and runs away from her. So like I said, you have this girl that's all edge, you know, very intense, and then you have like this little baby dragon who's going around crying that he's scared <laughs> while he's roasting people alive. It's probably the most retarded story I've uh, I've seen in a one in a video game, <laughs> and I'm actually kind of enjoying it. It's because it's so out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it certainly does sound pretty out there. There's a part where Zero loses her arm, her other arm, oh, and because uh, she already lost an arm before. Right. So in the in the tutorial, you get your ass kicked, and you lose an arm and an eye. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you have a robot. Uh, left arm is now like a like a metal claw, and your eye is now a flower. Mm-hmm. So she loses her other arm, and what she does is she opens up the flower she has in her face and makes another copy of herself and kills the, the original one. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Got it. Exactly. And so, so, uh, so now what bothers me is that she gets reincarnated, you know, with her right arm back, but her left arm is still missing. Okay. Yeah, there's no even consistency in this. So what is she going to do about that? Do you think she'll get another arm or is that just it? No, that's it. She, she just put on her her robot arm back into her new body. So you said Kratos. Can you explain a little bit more about that? She basically just wants to kill everything. Okay. And the reason she gives is because she wants power, but she's kind of like Kratos in the sense that you know how basically the plot of the, well, the, the first 
God of War, I actually liked the plot because it was a great tragedy. But in God of War 2, basically the plot is Kratos is going around fucking shit up for no reason. Right. So the gods tell him, please stop fucking shit up for no reason. And he says, no. So the gods have a plan to kill him so he will stop fucking shit up. So, you know, they, they take away his powers, they banish him to Hades, and his reaction is to kill everybody and everything that ever exists, right? While at the same time blaming the gods for what's happening. Right. So she's kind of the same thing, you know. She um, she goes and tries to kill her, her, all of her sisters. She takes on them at the same time. The sisters tell them they don't want to fight her because they love her and their sisters. She still tries to kill them. They beat the shit out of her. And now she's out for revenge. All right. Well, that's, that just sounds like normal sisters to me. Well, you know. That was a sister-sister episode, if I remember. Yeah, right. that was a sister-sister episode. There, I, yeah, think, I, there might even, where, I, I think there was a reincarnated character named Michael on that show, too. Well, well, Tia, Tia was like, you know, I want to kill you, Tamara. And Tamara was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Tamara kicked Tia's ass, and then Tia went out for revenge. Here's a question. Yeah. How many times did the children and sister-sister cross over with the Olsen twins? Um... I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know they ever crossed over with Olsen twins. Pretty sure it happened at least once. Did they try to kill them? That sounds like something that probably happened. But it was Roger and Sister Sister. Go home, Roger. (laughs) Well, no, maybe. Okay, I can't. I I actively refuse to remember any more Sister Sister. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what we're talking about. I I missed the whole part of it. Let's transition into Blossom. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Blossom was really dramatic. I know it was excellent, wasn't it? Yeah. How come uh, it never got a video game? I don't. Uh, I would like a Blossom video game. Or did it? That way, that way you can deal with interracial relationships and people getting cancer and and people living at home with people and, and getting drug drug addictions and all. Yeah, Blossom had a lot of heavy shit. Yeah, Blossom wasn't messing around. Yeah, so I I guess um, on the Drakengard front, what. What are your overall thoughts so far? It's 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 sixty bucks for a copy. I'm sure they're going to be fairly limited <laughs> copies because it's not exactly I mean, it, a huge the game. Gameplay, the gameplay is the, the same thing as always for Dragon Guard, which is you know you kill mobs and then you get a really cool boss fight, and then once in a while you get in your dragon and fuck shit up from your dragon. Is, um, is it so, good? Like, a, uh, what yeah, is, it's fun. It's fun. I like it. You so you you'll recommend it to to others that they experience the adventures of Michael and. <laughs> and zero and Tamara, or oh, that's, that's the other thing. The sisters are named Zero. That's the play the player character, and then there's one, two, three, four, and five. Oh, very clever. Yeah, a hearty recommendation then on Drakengard. Uh, I mean, if you already, if you know what Drakengard is, then you probably already played it. So. I'll tell you what, guys. If you're sitting at home and you're thinking, you know what, this this Drakengard, it sounds it sounds pretty good. It sounds like my kind of jam. Just let me let me help you here for just a second and let you know that you don't have to spend $60 on it, okay? Because what you could do instead is you could go to Amazon and you could buy Shameless Season 1 for $18.99. <laughs> and then you could buy Season 2 for $35.49. And that's, that's almost the cost of the game right there. Yeah, and that's less, the than, that's less, that's less than a season of the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Except it's, you get to watch, basically. you get to watch Shameless. Well, it's also basically the same story. It's about sibling rivalry. Yeah, so yeah, you're getting the same thing. Shameless. That is the best word for this series, movie, etc. It was the worst thing I have ever watched, even part of. <laughs> That's okay. from, that's from Shelley Grossman from Carlsbad, California, and she gives Shameless season one on DVD a one out of five. Jay, are you gonna be in California soon? Uh, yeah, I'll be. Well, there I, I guess you need to look up Shelley and set her straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shelley <laughs> sounds pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Patricia Street from uh, Norwalk, Connecticut, seems to back up Shelley's claims with a one star review which says, couldn't get past the first 10 minutes, total waste of money. If you like Downton Abbey, don't try this one. <laughs> well, okay. Right. I, actually, I actually agree with her review. As probably, it does not sound like something a Downton Abbey fan would appreciate. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're similar circles at all. 
And when I go out, when I interview, well, I mean, that's like that's like saying I'm, if you like sister, sister, don't watch this series. I'm going to review Game of Thrones, and I'm going to say if you like uh, Timo Misumi in uh, Nickelodeon, <laughs> <laughs> watch this. Uh, is there anything else that you guys are, have been doing this week, or is that pretty much it? I no, mean, video game wise, I haven't done anything. Yeah, but I did. I did get your gift. I got you. I got your fucking Imagine Babies party. No, 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 no. It's called the Imagine Party Babies. I don't care what the fuck it's called. I know what it is before I even open it. How and did How did you know that? Because I've seen it around before. On uh, you know, whenever people like linking their their quote unquote top games, that one always comes up. That's... That and uh, Corey in the house. Mm, that's a classic. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you're really gonna like Imagine Party Babies. I guess I I don't agree, but we'll find out. It's it's the party game. It's just like Mario Party, but with babies. How is uh, that bad? Um, I could think of a couple of ways. Well, yeah, I, guess, so. I guess we're gonna find out. I have one other game that I was uh, that I was thinking of sending out to you, but we should probably let you work through the heinous backlog that I've given because you've got what like uh, four four quality titles to work on right now on the Wii. <laughs> four from you, boy. That's and then, that's great. And then I have two others. Oh, and I have to send you a uh, golden axe. So, you know. Oh, yeah. So there we go. So, yeah. Okay, well, hustle up, because I want to see some ninja bread, man. I know you do. I need to know what's going on there. Yeah. Yep. I want to talk to one more thing. What do we want to see in E3? Oh, shit. Well, so let's let's actually talk about that really quick. So uh, we, at the very least, one of us will be at E3 in two weeks. And the podcast is probably going to take a hiatus during that time. So this will actually probably be the last episode uh, until maybe the middle of June. I think June 10th would be the next uh, time that we would all be available. Or no, not the 10th. No, we won't be able to. Actually, the 17th. And even then, I'm not sure if I'm around on the 17th. So this could be a little bit of a break. We're going to see. Um, and maybe what we'll have to do is schedule some time to record on like an off day and try to get a podcast out, even though it's not Wednesday or something like that. But uh, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll be at E3 at the very least. And if we're lucky, we're hoping we can maybe smuggle Jay into it as well. Um, as far as stuff to expect, I don't think that we can expect any pricing or hardware changes. I think we can all probably agree on that, right? Yeah, I mean, Yeah. Do you think, just to speculate, and this is that's all this is, is just wild speculation, and we, we don't have the same insider, uh, you know, insight that some others might have, so we can conjecture a little bit more. Do you guys think Nintendo has something sweet rolled up their sleeve? I think they do. Like a new, a new Zelda or, or something that's going to get people talking, to. get people buzzing? I think they have to have something. They made a huge deal about their conference, so... I definitely think they have to have something, but I don't know that they will. I, I think that I think that if they knew it was good for them, they would have something. I can't think of them. I, I can't see them not having something. What, what could they have, though? What, what what could they show you at E3 that would so, make you... So, so I, let, let me ask that question. So neither of you guys have Wii U's, and neither right. of you probably want Wii U's. Uh, no, I, I would get one if... It's probably last on your list. You exactly. get a PlayStation Four before you bought a Wii U, right? A PlayStation Four, and then I put it in my computer. So, so what yeah. could what could Nintendo do to make you move the Wii U up to the top of that list? Uh, shit. Let's see. Uh, they could they could announce Lucina for Smash Brothers. Okay, so that's there's uh, there's Jay's. What's yours, Lucio? They would either need to show me um, a really good Metroid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm talking like something like Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion type shit. No, I don't want Samus to talk. I don't want to know her feelings. I just want her to just kill stuff and blow shit up. Sure. And a, re- a re-emphasis on exploration and exactly. the Metroid way. Exactly. The other thing they could do to make me get um, uh, a Wii U would be if um, they brought back some of the um, Earthbound games. The what? The what games? Earth. Oh, Earth, Earthbound. Yeah, that'll never happen ever. Yeah, I know. ever. But they ever. But they wouldn't make buy no. Wii U. Nope. 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 <laughs> it's not nope. Happen. It's not even worth conjecture. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. It's gone forever. 
Just go in ahead. Fact, and, they will go into your house and they will destroy the cartridge for your old. Go brother. ahead and lay that that one to bed. <laughs> just take it out back and shoot it. Take it out back and shoot it. That that's one. I mean, well, shit, you can barely even do a fan translation without Nintendo coming and shutting it down. Exactly, that's what I mean. They will go into your house and they will break your your existing cartridge of Earthbound with hammers. And this guy's got Mother Three. Uh oh. <laughs> to the execution barracks with him. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I feel like himself. I feel like no one really announces things at E3 anymore. I think they lost too much faith in it. Well, and the problem is, is that shit leaks beforehand. So, like, there's already been a bunch of supposed leaks about what will actually be available at E3 and uh, what kind of stuff we're going to see there. I I don't really know, to be honest. I don't I don't have a lot of guesses. I hope everybody has a lot of cool shit to show well, off. What would you like to see? Um, I'd like to get an idea of what is... I, I think that we're probably still a year off from this, but I, I'd love to know why I haven't heard about a new Elder Scrolls or Fallout game uh, yet. Like Fallout, you did hear about a new Fallout game. What do we? True. Yeah, yeah. So Fallout's the big one, right? Like that series has obviously been on hiatus for a while. Um, I want to know when we're getting a new one. I think it's well yeah. past well past time. They sell well. I don't think that the franchise is going anywhere. But we well, just. I mean, from my understanding, well, well, maybe they might announce something. I don't know. I don't think they will. It, I, it I, feel, that, I mean, it feels like Evil Within is what they're focused on right now. You asked, yeah, but, you asked what I was a... hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. I, that's not what I'm, I think I'm I'll see. I'm killing your dreams. I'm killing your dreams. Yeah, so yeah. You can't take that from me. Those dreams are already I, dashed. I, I, I have the right to kill your dreams if I want to. That's true. That's one of the things that you got when we uh, you know, signed the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> Okay. No, no more strange places. Anyway, what about you, Jay? What would you like to see? Uh, I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> Jay would just. That is, great, that is a great attitude to have in a video game podcast. <laughs> see, no, I think I think I'm exci- I'm excited. I think that. Um... I I I'm sh- I mean, well, first of all first of all well of course you're excited because you know for sure you're going to be in that's so that's true so I guess if we want to talk about what Jay wants to see it's, it's the inside of the inside of the conference center <laughs> it's probably no, the first thing on his list I I think I think for the time being they had you know all everyone kind of has to announce something I'm actually excited about. Um, I don't think there's been any rumors or any announcements or anything of something that I can get excited over. And I think everything's just kind of the same old IPs. But if we're going to talk same old IPs, I think Nintendo probably has uh, some of the most promising stuff on their plate. If they possibly announce it or release examples or something like I know uh, there were rumors of a new Fatal Frame. That might be cool. I know, um, you know, they've been talking forever about actually make a really cool Fatal Frame with the gamepad. Oh, yeah, man. I think. that would be cool. I know there's there's been some talk about uh, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Timed Spire Emblem. So I don't know, I don't know, and but no one's really announced anything. I I think we know with absolute certainty that we're going to see Assassin's Creed Five, and oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for that because it's going to be uh, I think Ubisoft's first completely dedicated playstation 4 and xbox one exclusive uh you know and pc of course but their first truly like only next gen title and i'm i'm excited to see what the company can do with that instead of their thousands of ports to other consoles uh other than that i mean stuff that could get me excited i this is also not even remotely in the realm of possibilities but um rockstar could i, I mean first of all now that grand theft auto 5 is over what what's Rockstar doing? I'd like to know. And fucking up GTA Online, it seems. So what would get me most riled up? And it, it, there's no way it's it's not possible. But uh, a Red Dead Redemption sequel would go a long way to getting me jazzed about something. But yeah. I'm I'm sure what we're due for instead is a Grand Theft Auto Five PlayStation Four uh, port. So, hey, if you, uh, like I said, our schedule is going to be probably sporadic for the next couple weeks. So, you know, bear with us. Check the site frequently if you want to see the new podcast. Or, hey, you know what you could do instead of that is you could just go to the site and you could subscribe 
to the podcast. Just go to enemyslime.com, check out our audio section, find the subscribe button, just do that. And then if we release an episode on a Saturday, it's just going to get downloaded to whatever you subscribe to it on, you dummy. It's so easy. So go and do that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you guys when we see it. We will have some E3 coverage, probably in the form of just like daily diaries. And uh, I'll see what, what I can live stream. And, and we'll, we'll craft that as we get a little bit closer to it. But, um, yeah, this, was, this is a, our bittersweet goodbye in the meantime. So we'll see you guys once, once June kind of settles down a little bit and go from there. So follow us on Facebook. It's The Enemy Slime. Follow us on Twitter, The Enemy Slime there as well. Check our website. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you got anything that you'd like to say to us, drop us a line at contact at enemyslime.com. We'd love to hear. What, what are you looking forward to at E3? Is there, is there anything that comes to your mind? Leave a comment on the page or shoot us an email. Let us know. We'd love to uh, you know, hear what your theories are. So. And if you want to follow Emmy Rossum of Shameless on Twitter... Her uh, Twitter account is just Emmy Rossum, that's E-M-M-Y 